Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You're only as good as your word, and he stands by his. This is The Roy Green Show. People have told me that they are tired of Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals. People have told me that they have no confidence, no confidence whatsoever, that Kathleen Wynne and the Liberals are going to do what they say or fix what they've broken. And so, yes, I am unequivocally saying I have no interest in partnering up with that party. Uh, and so I'm going to continue running this campaign uh, as I started, which is by saying New Democrats are in it to win it. A little nervous there, huh, Andrea? Oh, boy. Not in it with Kathleen Wynne. Don't want any part of her. Well, remember, Ms. Wynne called all of us racists if we questioned whether the uh, Syrian refugees were being properly vetted by the federal government in 2015. Uh, she's not going to mention that, but she did. She questioned all of us and said, you know, it's going to be if you question the federal government that you're giving into your racist tendencies, words to that effect. Ujal Desange was on the air with me. He's the uh, former premier of British Columbia. And Mr. Desange took her to task, when took her to task uh, after she said that, and then on, on the show with us. It's also sometimes interesting and, and, and illustrative to look at the past to be able to recognize the future. And so I look at the past. I'll talk to my friend Joe Warmington in 20 seconds. There's an NDP candidate Joe wrote about who has no time at all, it appears, for the poppy or for Canada's military or celebrating Canada's military. By the way, to this candidate, you won't want to be listening. now. you won't listen to the show anyway. But if you just happen to be lost and wandering, wandering around in the radio wilderness, an hour from now, we'll be talking to the former commanding officer of NATO forces at Operation Medusa in Afghanistan, a 15-day battle that kept Afghanistan out of the reach of the Taliban. Now, 2006, quoting from John Iverson in the National Post, Canada's troops in Afghanistan have been, quote, acting like terrorists, destroying communities, killing and maiming innocent people. That was a resolution that was voted on, or they wanted it voted on, at the National New Democrats Party Convention in Quebec City. That was the Nanaimo Cowichan Party uh, group, uh, that, that came up with that particular, they passed that resolution. Now, Mr. Layton, Jack Layton, who at the time was the federal NDP leader, he and I got along great. We were good friends personally. He was in the studio. I asked Jack about that. He wouldn't answer. I wouldn't go on to the next question until I got an answer. 
And then he just got up and he stormed out of the studio because he was frustrated with the fact that I wanted an answer to whether or not they were going to debate that particular resolution. He came back and we finished the show and we ended up good friends. Uh, let me go to my friend Joe Warmington. Something's happening to him. What's going on, Joe? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that uh, as you're telling that story about that resolution. I'm putting some things together because that was, was that 2006? 2006. Yeah, out of that conversation with Jack Layton came the Red Rally, which myself, Justin Vandette, and Louise Gray put together in Toronto. And if you recall, uh, David Miller, the mayor at the time, and many other people did everything they could to stop that. We had it at Dundas Square. We, we had it anyway, but they, they did everything, I felt, uh, to stop it. And it was out of that conversation that you had, which was I saw it was teetering towards going against our troops, at that time, we didn't have an awful lot of understanding of what the, you know, what this mission was about, and uh, I didn't get over there myself until five years after that. So now here we are again, uh, where we've got the NDP. Uh, some people feel is going to be the government in Ontario, uh, and they've got, you know, not just this one member, but her name is Laura Kaminker, uh, running in Mississauga Center, <coughs> talking about, you know, the you, it's not good to have a poppy, and that when. You go to a sports game and you see the Maple Leafs honor one of our troops there with a you know an esteemed member of the alumni and a T-shirt and the whole place goes crazy and stands up in class and says thank you. She doesn't like that, uh, you know. And then of course there's the 9/11 conspiracies, which I didn't waste a lot of time on, but nonetheless they're there too. So this is a woman who is running for the New Democrats. Came to Canada, you write, in 2003 as an American. She was opposed to the American military action. In Iraq, so she's in Canada. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming she's, she's a Canadian people. citizen now, right? She's a Canadian citizen. Uh, at the time, she's one of those people that said, you know what, I'm going to move. I hate uh, George Bush and all this stuff and this uh, mission in Iraq, so I'm going to move to Canada. She actually did it, lucky for us, and now she's going to bring her talents if she can get elected in Mississauga Center. Interesting that Tanya Granick Allen, who also, was also you know running in that ward, and not only that, she actually won her nomination. She's not allowed to run because she said something that was caught, you know, five years around the same time uh, about things. So, you know, it's, it's just such a double standard. You know, Joe, you quote her saying, I just, this was from a 2014 blog post, I just wear my peace button on my jacket, as always, and will wait for the collective brainwashing to blow over. This would be on Remembrance Day. And she continues, when our masters give the signal, everyone can take off the fake poppy made with prison labor and create a bit more landfill and another annual ritual of war glorification comes to a close. So that's this Laura Kamenker that you wrote about. But where is Andrea Horvath? Has she said anything? Has she gotten in touch with it's you? not so much Andrea Horvath. It is her, but it's the, the media party, uh, the media arm of the liberal government and, and all of that, and that's federal and provincial. They asked her one question about it. She said, oh, well... Um, you know, we're not the thought police. This is in Thunder Bay. And that was it. We have to be respectful. And that's it. No follow-up question. No two days of peppering like it would be. Imagine if Doug Ford or any of his people oh, said like this. It would be everywhere. And, and so, you know, it's just like the one I did a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you mentioned it. And I think you had me on about it, which was the thing about the, uh, yeah, you did have me on, about the uh, MS-13 uh, MS group. And that was a memo that, you know, law enforcement uh, made you know its way over to me, 
and they're watching at that down at that place in Quebec and other places where they're coming through for these kinds of people are teaming through. This is the most vicious gang in the world. These are animals. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess Trump, you know, tried to explain what he meant, but they, they you know, the left seemed to think that no, 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 they're people. Um, I guess that maybe that is fair to say because animals wouldn't act like these people ripping hard. That was my response, it. Joe. That was yeah. my response as well. Absolutely. This but, is you know, this... again the media party. Media party, other than you, Roy, um, didn't pick up that story. Didn't think that was important. And then yesterday. Faith Goldie was down at the border covering stuff, and the Antifa guys, you know, they assaulted her, and she was with an elderly gentleman, which I not at liberty to say who it was, but somebody close to her. And the police just stood there and let it go, and the media covered it as if she was sort of causing trouble there. So what I'm getting at here is people have to be smart, and they have to look at it and look at it. There's no any one party or person that's really white media on down, but... You've got to know what you're being snowed to, and, you know, that's what's happening here. Well, I go back to 2006, which is relevant because it's not that long ago, and it had to do with the federal NDP, and it was a resolution that was passed by the, uh, by the, the municipal committee or the area um, committee for the NDP for uh, Nanaimo and Cowichan, and it was... Canada's troops in Afghanistan have, quote, been acting like terrorists, destroying communities, killing and maiming innocent people. And when I, like I said, when I brought that up with Jack, he didn't want to answer. He didn't want to answer. I didn't let go. And he got up and he stormed out of the studio. And as, as he was leaving, I kept talking to him in the speakers above his head. And then he turned around and he came back and he finished the show. To Jack's credit, three days later, we called him for another interview. It was all water under the bridge as far as he was concerned, and he came back on the show. So One thing about Jack Layton was that I think it's different than some of the leftists now, is that, and I had a great relationship with him as well, is that he was a respectful person. And, you know, yes, he, he was. He knew how to separate the issue from the person, and we needed to do that. I try to do that as well with anybody I don't agree with, and uh, including this, uh, this, you know, this woman that's running in Mississauga Center, Laura. I tried to reach out to her. I wanted to talk to her. I still want to talk to her. And you'll notice I wasn't overly critical, and I am not even now. Her views are her views. I don't know if they're current or if they're from her earlier blogs. I mean, they've been taken down now, her blogs. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, we go to the trouble of trying to find out what people think. But she's allowed to think any way she wants. But when she starts to say things like, you know, that we're all robots and that we're told what to think and that the poppies are made by prison labor... We're also allowed to, to talk back. It's a little harder because you get called every name in the book. But I think it's important to stand up for our democracy and particularly for our troops, as you know. And you're, you know, you're an honorary colonel, I think. Yeah, um, I was. You yeah. Know. yeah. And then I, I appreciated uh, Rod Phillips, um, his tweet today, because he's one an honorary colonel somewhere, and he stuck up. Very few of them, though, that are running are afraid they're all afraid to touch this and you know, you've got to stand up for democracy and for our troops and the freedoms that they uh, you know provided us if we don't stand up for them we have no right to ask them to stand up for us and in we would anyway we would anyway uh, but but you know what yeah. you remember the prime minister said when in in one of his town halls when he was asked about fighting our veterans in court well it's because they're asking for more than we can give at this time and he yeah. agreed the federal government was fighting the veterans in court. That's the current prime minister. By the way, his brother, 
Alexandre, or Sasha, the filmmaker, uh, is quoted as saying, this would have been 2008, Joe, we must not forget that the invasion of Iraq was a war justified only by lies, greed, and stupidity for which permission was not sought nor granted to the Bush administration by the United Nations. So uh, the first part of it, I'll just write off to uh, as, as, a, as an opinion, fair enough, no, no problems there, but you have to look to the United Nations for, for permission. I mean, it helps, right. if, it helps if you have the United Nations on side, which we saw in the, in the first Gulf War, but then you don't, you cannot make a decision without being, having it ticked off by the UN. No, sir. Not with that well, crowd. Thing that, that, seemed, that seemed true to a brother. I've seen documentaries of, of this guy paid for by the country of Iran, the government there, that are anti, what I consider to be anti-Israel. Um, and so, you know, you need to know where these guys are coming from, and that includes the prime minister. But if we keep talking like this, not only will I not be allowed on your show, you may not have a show. That's how serious that these guys take what they do. And we're seeing it all over the place. Look, there's very few of us left in the media that call it for what it is, and, you know, we're not part of a party, and if Doug Ford or Stephen Harper or whoever, Andrew Shearer, say something wrong, we're the first ones to point it out, and we do. But it's the same thing on both sides. And so, you know, we've got to remember that this country here, right now at the border is an example. That's not being covered. Yesterday they had people a mile or two away from it. We don't even know what's going on there. We do kind of know, but we don't. we can't really record it for the public. And so there's hundreds of people a day coming through there. We don't know who they are. And somehow if you say anything about it, you're anti-refugee and anti-this and anti-that. When really, you know what? This country is none of that. And we're none of that. We, we're welcoming people and we want it to do well. But at the same time, we are, we're charged with a responsibility as media and journalists to tell the truth about what's going on. That's what we're going to continue to try to do. Joe, there's a reason there's a border. There are rules and regulations and laws that surround the border. Those rules, regulations, and laws should be applied. If you have no right to be in Canada, you should be removed from Canada. You can't overstay. We can't have a situation where somebody who was accused of and convicted of a terrorist act in which someone died was ordered extradited from the country and stayed for another 20 years and ran in a convenience store in, in, in Brent, Brentford, Ontario. You just can't. I mean, that was a while ago. But you can't have those situations. We have a border for a reason, then, and, and we have rules for a reason. Enforce them. End of story. No, you're a common sense person, and thank God for you, Roy. You're such a breath of fresh air. It's interesting because back in the day, I remember listening to you, and I, I've been doing this a long time, but I you know, don't want to embarrass you, but you've been doing it a little bit longer than me. Yeah, I have. But the one thing that, you, uh, that you've always done and you still do is you bring it and you tell the truth and you tell it straight and you don't care uh, who it offends and you don't care if there's another show. If they want to come in and close your show down or not have, tell you you can't have this guest or that guest, just because the government wants to control it, that's fine. And I'm the same way about my column. Look at it. I'm not always right and sometimes I, you know, maybe I'll get a comma in the wrong place or whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you what is happening. Uh, for real. And, uh, you know, that's, I think the public likes that about us, and uh, we'll continue to do it. We will. Joe, thank you for the time. And thanks for Have the good great, words, always. Victoria Day weekend, we had a royal wedding. Um, you know, I'm in Kingston, Ontario, which was the original capital, Sir Johnny McDonald, and I celebrate that. And so it was really a thrill to be on with you today. And I want to, you know, just wish everybody a happy 
Victoria Day weekend. Thank you, my friend, and you're a great Canadian. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Joe Warmington from uh, the Toronto Sun, one of the really great ones, and he tells it like it is. We have a responsibility to do that, I believe. I wasn't going to do this, but I'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. Stay with us. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is The Roy Green Show. You can follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show, and a few days ago I tweeted this. Let's call it as it is. The constant violation of Canada's border must be laid at the feet of this week's recipient of an NYU Honorary Doctors of Law degree. And that has been retweeted time and time and time again. You can't fool people, no matter how hard you try. Some of the people you can, you know the old cliché. Some of the people you can, but I think instinctively most people know what the truth is. And people are more willing now to stand up than than ever, at least in my experience, and demand that the truth be told. And if you're not telling it, they'll make sure it's told on social media. I wasn't around when I uh, first started doing talk radio. Well, wasn't around until fairly recently. But I said to... uh, to a boss of mine many years ago, I work for you, but I'm responsible to my listeners. And there was no protest. What I heard from that particular boss, and I'm going to mention him, Don Luzzi, one of the really great people and great broadcasters and a huge impact in my life. He said, Green, go do what you do. Just go do what you do. Just keep it legal. And he never interfered. He never, ever, ever interfered with anything that I did on the air. And we've done some very tricky things. We did a program where we interviewed fathers of sexually assaulted kids while their assaulter was being tried during the court, actually during the day when the assaulter was being interrogated By the Crown, we were talking to the three fathers whose kids had been assaulted. Now, that's walking on very thin ice, legally. And we did have a lawyer, a corporate lawyer, on the other end to make sure that we stayed legal. But it was important to hear the parents and the emotions. And so when Joe Warmington says, and I thank him for that, that I always just tell it the way it is or the way I see it. That's what I've always done. I'm not going to change. If I, and, the, and the company I work for now, they've never said anything either. It's never been a case. No one has said to me, you can't talk about this. You shouldn't talk about that. Don't do it in this way. No one. And the first time that happens is the time I'm gone. That's just the way it has to be. So my responsibility is to you. You may not agree with me all the time, and that's fair. You may not agree with me at all, but I'll always give you the best I've got. And you'll give me the best you've got. And that's what establishes the relationship that we have. We may not agree, but I hope that, at least for most of us, there's some mutual respect. Anyway, 
It's important. And right now, in this time of our country's history, critically important. We'll come right back. <laughs> 